0: Welcome back, everyone, to 1001 Radio Days. This is your host, John Hagedorn. I've got a few episodes of Gangbusters coming for you. It's an American dramatic radio program heralded as the only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. It premiered January 15, 1936, and was broadcast for 21 years through November of 1957. It was a very successful show in its time. I think you'll get a kick out of these shows.
1: Gangbusters! Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. The only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. just resigned as commissioner of the largest police department in the world, takes over for gangbusters to interview by proxy, Chief of Police Hans Halverson of Ray, North Dakota. Commissioner Valentine. Now, Chief Halverson, the official police reports show that John K. Giles was an exceptionally cunning criminal. And uh, deadly, Commissioner Valentine. So you're going to start tonight's case back at Leech Lake. In Minnesota? Yes. There was a tall, wealthy sportsman, a Mr. George William Stubblefield. He had one of the fashionable cottages with a Mr. Barton. And they were there for some bass fishing. Now, in that same section was reported to be the super criminal John K. Giles, like lightning with a gun. At 10.30, in the evening of September 2nd, Mr. Stubblefield and Mr. Barton were in their cabin, alone, looking over their bass fishing equipment. I think I'll try my double spinner with a bucktail streamer tomorrow, Mr. Stubblefield. Yeah? Well, let me see it. The water's pretty warm in the lake, and I think the bass are down pretty deep. It's here somewhere. Huh? Uh, get those hands off. Oh, Both of you! Get those hands up or I'll shoot. Well, we have company. Uh, I know you're both rich and you're alone out here in this cabin. I guess he means it too, Mr. Stubblefield. Young man, don't you realize that crime doesn't pay? Uh, I don't want any sermons. I want cash. Well, it so happens we have our hands in the air. Very little money grows on ceilings. All right. You first. Me? Yeah, you The name is Stubblefield. All right, uh, Lower your right hand and pick out everything that is in your pocket and drop it on the floor. It'll get all dirty. Do as I told you. All right, all right. But I only have a hundred or two in my pocket. There's some. Here's some more. I wouldn't try to pick that gun up. Don't you anymore. Don't. Look. Look. My hand. I told you, young man. Crime doesn't pay. The easiest thing to do, Stubb, would be to put a bullet through the back of his head and drop him into the lake. Hey, no, no. You can't do that. Hey, let me go, will you? Say, you don't suppose he's that famous gunman they say might be around this section? That John K. Giles. Oh, I doubt it. No. Hey, no. I'm a... Hey, I'm not Giles. Oh, I just pull little stuff. All right. I'm going to count to three. If you're still around... One... Two? (laughs) Streak of lightning, huh? (laughs) That's the best show I've had in weeks. If he only knew he tried to hold up the famous John K. Giles himself. Yeah, he ought to be wrapped in swaddling clothes. You know, Barton, the feel of this gun in my hands... Well... Thank you, Yeah. The one I've been planning... The bank at Ray, North Dakota. But what's the matter with what we're doing now? Two wealthy fishermen, the bass are biting good. You've got three rich dames here, crazy about you. <laughs> There's plenty of women and plenty of bears out of places. Start packing up, Martin. This little gun, and you and me, are going to pay a visit to Ray, North Dakota. I didn't figure this rain North Dakota would be such a busy place, Charles. You ready? We'll take a little walk into the bank. Okay. Wait a minute. Don't huh? turn around. Somebody's walking up and back here. Who is it? Johnson, the chief of police. I checked on the police over this morning, and I'm sure... I saw you two men standing here. I was wondering if you wanted anything special. Well, that's nice of you. We're strangers in town. Well, what's on your mind? Well, we heard there was some good bass fishing around. We could find a place to stay. Well, there are a couple of good hotels. Now, my name is Stubblefield. This is Mr. Barton. Howdy, howdy. I happen to be the chief here, Chief Johnson. Now, there's a good hotel right down the street. Where? Well, you get down there to the third street, and then you take a. We knew who we were all the time. He's not dead. Hmm. Now, come on. Get into the car. Instead of this bank, I know a couple of other jobs we can pull. Then we'll separate until the heat's off. Up in. Why haven't you got any nerves at all, though? Not at a time like this. Well, after we separate, what then? We meet again in Nevada, at Reno. Mister Barton. I'll see you at the roulette table tonight. You will. Will you drive me home afterwards? Hey, what a swanky joint. Oh, somebody just come in? My butler. Oh, you lucky thing to have a butler. So now I'm one of them things. I'll remember. Tonight at the roulette table. Bye, my dear. I'll be there. Don't you dare forget. I won't. Goodbye. Well, now I'm your butler, huh? <laughs> oh, sit down, Barton. Yeah, things have been pretty rosy since I saw you last. Oh, yeah? What have you got lined up? About ten divorces for um relaxation and the gambling casino for us to take over. Hmm. Say, how about a little first question? Huh? Champagne? Oh, no, no, no. It gives me a head the next day unless I drink a lot of milk before I go to bed. And milk's making me fat. <laughs> a slugger, ride. I got a whole closet full. I just got in the room myself, if you call. Put your hands up, Giles. You too, Barton. All right. All right. Well, police popping out a liquor closet? Police popping out a bathroom? Any more under the bed? Put the cuffs on both of them. a nice reception my gut, Giles. Don't no worry, Barton. We'll get a little rest for a few days. Then we'll break out of whatever they put us into. Pretty cocky, aren't you, Giles? As cocky as you cops are lucky. No, it wasn't luck, Giles. After you killed Chief Johnson and Ray, in North Dakota, you robbed the First National Bank of Genoa. Then you hired a private plane to bring you from Salt Lake City here to Reno. Well, huh. where do we go from here? You're going back to Iowa. You've escaped from every prison you ever put into, Giles. But you ever have the specially built Pottawatomie Prison? Hey, that's quite a name, isn't it? The Pottawatomie... (laughs) Pot... Oh, never mind. I'll be out of it before I can pronounce it. And so, Commissioner Valentine, cop killer and escape artist John K. Giles is headed for prison. But we've just started our case. Well, Chief Halveston, we certainly want to hear what happened next. Now, back to tonight's gangbusters case of John K. Giles and Commissioner Lewis J. Valentine. Now, Chief Halderson, cop killer John K. Giles was headed for prison. And Commissioner Valentine, County Prison in Iowa was the last word in prison. Giles and Barton were being ushered through the prison corridor. Now this will be your cell, Giles, and Barton's. Quite an iron box, this, isn't it? You're quite an escape artist, Giles. That's why a special cell like this was built for guys like you. You see, it's built on the turntable, made of steel. There's only one door to it. The floor is steel. Well, in fact, you might try it out with a hacksaw blade. I would, if we had one. Use the one you have hidden in the heel of your shoe. Oh. Hmm. I guess they've got us this time, Giles. All right. Seeing you know I've got a hacksaw blade, I'll try it just for fun. When you go through a door and have metal on you, it signals. Doesn't bite in, does it, Giles? Quite amusing. Another thing, Giles, all we allow you is bunk blankets, overalls, and as living implements, toothbrushes, paper cups and plates, and wooden spoons. Oh, that's perfectly all right. That's enough for me to escape with. Oh, cut it out, will you, Giles? Now, if you two will step into your cell. What do you think of it, Giles? Well, personally, but of course, it's just my own opinion. I think it stinks. you want this
0: is the gift if i'm going to do any killing it'll be the god
1: not me okay okay but if we kill the god how can we get out that's what i'm trying to figure out maybe we could kill the god and use Uh, it close Joe, shut off that speaker and take it on the earphones while i take this call (laughs) hello how long before you come home walter i probably won't even be home tonight dear oh why not well i'm in a little room in the basement under the special cell we determined that Giles isn't going to escape. But Giles is a the escape proof cell. He couldn't escape out of that cell. Well, this Giles is superhuman. We're not taking any chances. We've got a microphone hidden in the wall. And one of us stays down here by the speaker every second.
0: Are they still plotting to escape?
1: Giles can think up two new ways every ten minutes. We let them go ahead and then stop them just about as they start something. Walter, hmm? the baby's got a new tooth. No kidding. That's what I wanted to tell you. Oh, that's well. Uh, I'll call you back, darling. I've got to listen to Giles and Barton. All right, Joe. Put you back. Okay, I see. So, killing the guard is out. Maybe somehow we could get into a fight. Be badly hurt. Uh, Even then, I don't think they let us out of the cell. I've got to turn it, Giles. I'm all in. My brain won't work. As if my brain starts to work the best. I don't want to stay cooped up in this cellar of no, no. my life... All right, go to sleep. Let me do the thinking. Uh, I wish I'd been a Sunday school teacher or something. Uh, good night. What's the matter, Barton? Think you're dreaming? Huh? You all finished? Sure say. You don't stir crazy, Charles? What? What's the matter? You thought I was asleep. But I've been watching you for an hour. Putting water through that little hole in the wall. <laughs> no savvy? What's the gag? The cops have got a microphone in the wall. What? They've been listening for days to every word we've said. What do you know? I sounded the wall. Well, why didn't you tell me? I wouldn't have said some of the things I did. I wanted you to talk just like you didn't know. You were making up all those crackpot ideas to escape It kept them busy. Their minds occupied. Well, I was doing some special thinking to myself. Yeah, but why the water? Can't they hear us now? Water short circuits wires, Barton. That's what I've been pouring it through this little hole in the wall for. They'll think just something has gone wrong with the amplifier. While they're sending for a radio repairman, we'll do our real planning. Have you thought of something? We're going to start out of here in about two minutes. Listen, you wouldn't kid me. You wouldn't kid me. Look, we didn't have anything to work with. But I made something. I chewed up part of a paper plate till it was a pulp. Yeah? Then I chewed up a few cigarette papers. And using that as a plastic, I pushed it into the cell lock here. And I got an impression of the lock. Holy smokes, but what good will that do? Then I used both of our toothbrushes. By rubbing them on the sharp corners of the cell, I shaped them with the right notches and curves. And those brush handles will unlock the lock. Oh, well, you're crazy, Charles. It wouldn't be possible. Then you stay here. I'm leaving. Just outside in the garage is a blue police car. The door of the garage is steel. But if the car hits it hard enough, I think it'll give. I don't know whether I'm awake or dreaming. Yeah. Here's the toothbrush handle. Let's get started. If you can open that big send lock with that rig. Oh, it can't be done, John. Wait. It's open. Holy smokes, I'm straight. Come on. I'm right, gonna take a And Barton have just robbed home at Bedford on Missouri Line and now have plenty of money and are armed. What? I'm all out of matches. Oh, yeah. I got one here somewhere, I think. Good. I just saw you come out of the movies. How'd you like it? Well, not bad. You haven't got a bad little town yet. This, Concord, New Hampshire don't take second place to any town. You know, there's a lot of excitement in town today. Yeah, why? That criminal, Giles, you know, in the papers. Yeah. They found the car he'd been driving in town in a parking lot last night. They said they give be out. out. oh yeah, okay, but Don't that... move a muscle, Giles. There are four officers who have come up behind you with submachine guns. They'll cut you in two. Huh? So that was the store, huh? And I fell for it. Yeah. And we have your pal Cook, too. Remember, boys, this guy killed one chief of police without giving him a chance. Alcatraz. Giles, step out. You have a nice sea breeze out here, John. Well, Giles, you're supposed to be an escape artist. But never since Alcatraz was built has a man successfully escaped. Not yet, huh? Not yet. It's two miles to the coast of California. The tide's on eight miles an hour and can't be swum. The prisoners are not allowed to talk to each other. The prisoners are counted every 30 minutes. Oh, you guys here can count, You're huh? You're assigned to the laundry, pressing clothes. You're doing the laundry for the Army now. And besides, Giles, a cop killer isn't very welcome at Alcatraz. All right, men. Start marching to your assigned place. It'll stick me in the laundry with this steam press. Mm-hmm. Let me talk to anybody. Hey. Yeah. They made a mistake by letting me help load the wash into the Army boat with a docks. Mm-hmm. The guy could get a GI outfit. Pants, shirt, belt, and socks. He might slip on board the boat when it's leaving. Yeah. You can't steal an outfit all at once. You gotta be patient. Stay here, (laughs) baby. Yeah, one thing at a time. Hiding under the dock. And everything must fit me exactly. Or I'd be noticed when I go on board. Yeah. Fine. I'm going aboard then. Get yeah, we're sailing right off, huh? As soon as we get the gangway up, Sergeant. Yeah, That's the stuff. Every trip, the sooner we can get away from this Alcatraz dock, the better. I like it. Sergeant, Cole? No, no, I just. Just thought I'd sit down here behind the lifeboat, and take a little rest. That's quite a sight, isn't it? Alcatraz fading in the distance. Yeah. I hate that dump. Some of those guys in there are pretty tough babies, huh? Yeah. I guess a fellow in there has a pretty helpless feeling. I see, nobody ever escapes. Yeah. Not like sitting out here with the wind and the sea. This is great. Order's just come through. There's some trouble. Yeah? I just came from the radio house. They just made a 30-minute count at Alcatraz, and one of them cards is missing. Holy oh, smokes. smoked, fellow by the name of Giles. He's a cop killer. Hey, wait a minute. You mean radio says one of them Alcatraz guys is on our ship? Yeah, fairly tall guy. Good looking. They're going to start a search. Oh, look, guys. If there's a killer like that on this ship, what'll they do? They're swinging now, See? We're starting to head back to the rock. Uh, Heading back to the rock? Yeah. What's the matter? You seasick? Yeah. I guess I'll go over to the rail. What's the matter what happened? Buddy? Hey, you notice how he acted. I don't think he's seasick. Hey, I'll bet you. If I don't recognize him. I'll bet you. He... Hey, he's starting to climb the rail. That's Giles. Sure, he's going to commit suicide. Come on, let's wash at him. Well, Giles, okay. Okay, you got me. I'm through. Know, I'm washed up. Yeah, washed up. But keep. I'll go back to the rock and die there. <laughs> Giles attempted that escape less than two months ago, Commissioner Valentine. July 31st. And I understand, Chief Halverson, that his failure broke him. He's no longer the escape artist, but a, but a broken wreck of a man. Yes, Commissioner. John K. Giles has no more spirit left. You might call him a, a walking dead man behind those massive walls of Alcatraz. Well, Chief Halverson... This has been a terrific case and just proves again that crime cannot pay. For next week, same time, same station, listen to Gangbusters.
0: Hi, everyone. The holiday season is upon us, and I'll be glued to the telly for BritBox on many a night. I've already shared with you the fact that I keep up with Father Brown and Poirot at BritBox. I also check out their new stuff, like the new series Archie, which tells the story of Archie Leach,
3: Gangbusters presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. The only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. Louis J. Valentine, former commissioner of the largest police force in the world takes over for gangbusters to interview by proxy Sheriff T.L. Head of Tunica County, Mississippi. Commissioner Valentine. Commissioner Head, the notorious criminal, Volansky, has been front-page news within the past three weeks, and we're all very anxious to hear the inside facts. Well, Commissioner Valentine, in the spring of 1940, Stanley Volansky and his partner, James K. Tillotson, were two of the trickiest gunmen at large. Using the names of Robert Hack and James Stewart, they stopped at a fashionable inn at Laconia, New Hampshire, and posed as sons of very wealthy families. How uh-huh, about it? Another Demi-Task, Polanski? Will you cut out that Polanski stuff? Registered here as Hack and Stewart. Somebody will hear you. Okay, okay. Oh, but what a hotel. A dining terrace overlooking a mountain lake. Yes, sir. Home was never like this back at the penitentiary. Oh, stop the gagging. Okay, okay. Yeah, there's something in the newspaper that might interest you. I see. Wells Beach, Maine. Local store robbed by two masked gunmen.
0: Now, I wonder
3: who that could be. You know, you'd think those guys would learn that crime don't pay. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you, that Oh, come on. Come on, let's go. Uh, we ain't had no dessert yet. I said, come on. Okay, here. Lean against the rail like this, kind of casual, like. What for? Did you see those two girls just finishing dinner across the pavilion? i say a couple of dolls. Well, one of them is Martha Sanford, an old New England family. Yeah? Yeah. How do you know? I checked on her this afternoon. She and her girlfriend are going to be our first bit of camouflage. Oh, boy. Imagine being camouflaged with them. Camouflage me all over, brother. Oh, shut up. Just take along with whatever I say. I think it's just
2: horrid your mother and dad want to drag you off to Bar Harbor. Yes, I wish I could stay on here with you, Martha. Anyway,
3: it won't be for another two weeks. I beg your pardon, but aren't you Martha Sanford?
2: Why, yes.
3: I guess you don't remember me. So many fellas were giving you the rush at Dartmouth last winter. Oh, well, you were you at Dartmouth that week? Yeah. I guess I didn't make much of an impression, though. My name is Hack, Bobby Hack. Bobby Hack. Were you in the ski jumping contest? No, I was just a spectator, but, well, Jimmy here, he tried to break his neck in the ski jump. Me? Oh, I'm sorry. Miss Sanford, this is Jimmy Stewart. How do you do? And this is Julie Harris. Oh, oh hi. How do you do? Hello, Miss Harris. Well, you girls seem to be going somewhere. It was nice meeting you again, though, and perhaps we'll see you now that we're all here at the resort together. I don't see why not. Well, that'll be fine. Well, goodbye, Miss Hanford. It's been a pleasure, Miss Harris. Yeah, me too.
1: Goodbye. Well, goodbye.
3: Look, for Pete's sake, will you cut out that me too stuff? My Volansky, what did you let him get away for? We could have dated him easy. There's no rush. No rush at all. We won't pull another job until next week. We'll use them. Proper.
2: Attention, squad room. Report from Cambridge, Massachusetts on warehouse robbery. Two gunmen believed heading this direction in Black Buick. Massachusetts license. Heavily armed and dangerous. All police be on alert for this car.
3: Come on, let's get into the car, will you? Those girls don't come, we'll go without them. Yeah, uh, okay, go ahead. Get in. Uh, society dames never are on time anyhow, Tillerson. Should I go into the hotel and tell them to shake a leg? Look, you don't tell society dames like them to shake a leg. Oh, you don't, huh? Okay. But I'm still sick of waiting. Oh, here they come, man. Uh...
2: Hello, have we kept you
3: away, old Not if one hour ain't long... Yeah. No, don't well, pay really, any I... attention to Jimmy, girls. Uh, I'm trying to cure him of the habit of saying ain't, but he says some of the Harvard boys say it, so... Oh, really? Hop in, girls. Jim, get in the back seat with Julie. Okay, you're the boss. Well, he does have a grouch. Indigestion? <laughs> you will get over it, Martha. Well, girls... Where will it be? It really doesn't matter. Hey, yeah, look what's coming. Scram. Cop. What did you say? Get going We we'll you. That flat coming over to the car. What's the matter with you boys? Oh, pardon me. Is this your car, young man? Why, yes, officer. Hmm. Black Buick, eh? Well, what's wrong with that, officer?
2: It may be nothing, miss. Only we're looking for a car of this type in connection with a holdup over in Massachusetts.
3: What the very idea. Are you accusing us? I'm not accusing anybody. Just checking. Oh, never mind. Surely the officer has to do his duty. Hmm. New Hampshire, plates. The bandit car had a Massachusetts license. Well, there's your answer, officer. Okay, pal, let's go. Just a moment. You're probably okay, but let's see your driver's license and car registration. Oh, I certainly, officer. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't seem to have him with me. Now, see, here. this is ridiculous. I'm Martha Sanford, officer, and if you want proof of who I am... No, I'm not worried
2: about me. you, young woman. But your escorts here will have to identify themselves. I'll stand on the running board. You better drive to the police station.
3: No, you don't, copper. Yeah. Step on it, pal. Bobby, what are you doing? Sit low in your seats. Uh, oh, oh, fire. Bobby, stop this car. Shut up. That cop's running back to his car. Coming after
2: us. Oh, please, stop. We'll all be killed.
3: Shut up, I'll on you. Yet.
2: You must be banned. Look yeah. out, pal. You'll hit that tree! No! Polanski. Oh,
3: should... uh, yeah. You okay? Yeah. Oh. I just had my wind knocked out. You help me out of here. I'm yeah. My back. My back. Come on, come on. Get me out of okay. here, we got a blow. Yeah, you said it. <laughs> ah, she'd die, she'd die. I'm Barton of the FBI, Lieutenant Rayburn. They told me at the station I'd find you here at the hospital. I'm glad you got here, Mr. Barton. Any idea yet who the gunmen were? Yes. Fingerprints on the wrecked Buick indicate the driver was Stanley Bolansky. Bolansky, huh? The whole country's looking for him. How are the girls? Miss Harris will recover. The doctors say Miss Sanford is dying. Oh, that's terrible. Her back was broken. She's right here in the emergency room. This way. don't leave, nurse. We may need you as a witness. Good Lord, how young and pretty.
2: Miss Sanford...
3: Can you see this picture I have in my hand? Is that Volansky's picture, Lieutenant? Yes. It's not clear. It's easy.
1: I'll hold it closer.
3: Yes. Yes, Bobby Hack. He said...
1: You're positive,
3: Miss Sandler. Yes, I... I know. I'm afraid there's nothing more we can do here, Lieutenant. I identified the picture just in time.
2: Warning. Gunmen believed to be Volansky and Tillotson have just pulled hold holdup. Watch greater Boston area. Volansky headed that way, armed and dangerous. Attention. North Walpole's sporting goods store robbed of 40 rifles. Thirty revolvers, large quantities of ammunition. Special notice, new kidnapping and robbery. Beneath work of Balansky and Tillotson. Uh,
3: Three oaks in the rocks you know, Tillotson, this is one of the swellest views on the whole North Shore. Look, let's skip the scenery, Balanski. It's after midnight. Let's get to work. You know, New England ain't healthy for us no more. I want to get this job over with and head south like we planned. Okay, okay. Just think of it, though, this, pal. This hotel's full of people. Come on, will you? Will you? Come on. Okay. i the manager's bedrooms, that window up there on the second floor. Yeah. Here. We can climb up this trellis. Okay, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Just like Romeo climbing up the trellis. Watch it. Yeah. Is it? Get up here. Yeah. There it is. There's a the telephone trunk wire. Got it. Right. Okay, all right, going in through that open window. Okay, watch it. All right, come on, flash your light. Hey, this ain't no manager's bedroom; it's a woman's. Yeah. Store. What did he do? I'll make no noise, lady. <coughs> you make another sound and we'll choke you right out of this world. Now, who are you? Are your guest here? I, I'm the cook, but no good will it do you. Take us to the manager's room. Can you let me be. Why, you let fat? Be. cow, I'll break your neck. Larry, is anything wrong in there? This is Larry. Who's that? Quiet. It's Barclays, Mr. Brown. Wrap that gunner in her head. What is this? What's going on? Get your hands up. Why, why? Get your hands up. You're Brown, the manager, ain't you? Yes. Now, get this straight. You've got a lot of wealthy guests here. We're going to go around to each room. You're going to knock on the door and wake them up. We're going to rob every one of them. No, I won't. (laughs) Do what we say, mister. And after we rob all the guests, then you'll open the hotel safe. We're doing a complete job. Yeah. Spring house cleaning. <laughs> and don't try any funny work. The telephone wires are cut. We're way off on these isolated rocks, and if necessary, we can kill everyone here. Boy, this will go down in history. <laughs> robbing a whole hotel at one time. Yes, Commissioner Valentine? For over two hours, Volansky and Tillotson held everyone in that hotel at gunpoint. And that, Sheriff Head, was one of the most daring robberies in years. Now, Sheriff Head, Volansky and his partner, Tillotson, after robbing an entire hotel, headed south. Yes, Commissioner Valentine. And they pulled so many big robberies in the south, our time doesn't permit us to enumerate them. But the gunmen continued to follow out their plan of camouflaging themselves, by going around with only the leading families and the finest girls. In fact, one such young lady went driving with him just outside of Biloxi, Mississippi. It's awfully sweet of you young men to drive their way out to my uncle's like this. I do hate riding on buses. Isabelle, it's easy to be sweet to a girl like you. Yeah, besides, you could camouflage Oh, he, he means uh, you're so pretty uh, you dress up the cars. Oh, you know I never thought I'd like northern boys, but I feel like I've known you two all my life. Oh, uh, here's my uncle's house. Turn in his driveway. Okay. I know uncle's going to be glad to see you. To see us? Uh-huh. Oh, does he know we're coming? Why, sure. I telephoned him and told him I was bringing out the nicest young man. Hey, got your uncle's car in front of the house. Uh, yes. And, wait a minute, Isabel. Just who is your uncle? Well, I, I told I don't you... Never mind his name. It's a police car there. There's a star on it. Well, what's got you boys so upset? Just because my uncle's a sheriff? It's a trap, pal. He brought us here on purpose. Now, why should I do such a thing as that? Because you probably read the account of the holdup at the Wiggins Bank. Blansky, a guy's coming out of the house. Yeah, I see him. Well, that's my uncle. Jack the dame back in the car. We'll hold her as a hostage. Come here, you... No, you don't. Oh, Dad, the heck with it. Go on, step on it.
2: Hey, that guy's
3: shooting at us. Keep going. If I could only get my hands on that dame, now I'd kill her. What a rotten trick she pulled on us. I'm telling you, Belansky, it's getting so you can't trust nobody. Nobody.
2: Come in. Hello, Captain James. Well, Barton, what brings you down to Biloxi?
3: Those two bank robbers whose description you broadcast yesterday. The ones who robbed the Wiggins Bank. I flew down as soon as I read about them. Flew down? The FBI must want them mind a bed. They sound like the men we've been chasing all over New England. Volansky and Tillotson.
2: I'm sorry, but we haven't even got a
3: clue on them, Barton. Well, Captain James, I've been studying their method of operation for weeks. And I've got an idea of how we might get on their trail. Yeah? How? Well, those gunmen never hide out in the usual places. They appear in public with respectable girls and pose as young men of wealth. By Godfrey, that's how Sheriff Howard's niece almost caught him. Now, it's only a hunch, Captain James. But I have an idea. If we canvass the restaurants and entertainment spots, we may find Volansky and Tillotson spending some of their money right under our
2: noses. Now, this cafe we're coming to is exactly the highest class spot, Barton, but it's very popular.
3: Well, we might as well try it, Captain James. We haven't heard any luck yet. Get the place the once over from the vestibule huh? mm, Quite a crowd. Yeah, no sign of. Hey, James. Here? Yeah? That table in the far corner near the exit sign. Is that Polanski? Yeah. The girl at the table with him and that other chap. That's Tillerson. What a break. There's so many people in there, they're jammed in
2: like sardines. Mm-hmm.
3: How are we going to get to that table that I'm
2: being spotted? Both Tillotson and Bolanski are bound to have guns. If they ever start shooting in that crowd, it'll be a wholesale massacre. Yeah. Wait, I've got an idea. Here's a couple of waiter's aprons. Yeah. Say, that might do the trick. Hide yeah. the string in back away. Right.
3: You think we ought to carry a tray or something? No, we'll need our hands for action. I'm ready. Now, remember, James, we've got to grab those rats before they can pull their guns. If they do spot us... Jump to the table. Yeah. Knock the table over and pull the tablecloth over their heads. Right. Okay? Come on. Not too fast, James. Not too fast. Yeah. The girls looking this way. Yeah, I see. Her. Keep walking. Just a few more steps. Jesus. Come on. die for him. Fast. Right got him. Oh, they got him. Yeah, oh, put the cuffs yeah. on him, chance. Yeah. Yeah. This one? Okay, you'll be at it. They don't shoot. Sure. Okay, Volansky, start walking. You and Tillotson are all washed up. Well, Commissioner Valentine, Volansky and Tillotson were sentenced to life in prison in the Mississippi Penitentiary for robbing the Wiggins Bank. But just 22 days ago, on October 5th, at 8 o'clock Friday morning, Four prisoners were loaded into the truck cage at the penitentiary to be taken to the prison farm. One of those prisoners was Bolansky. The prison truck was driving along the road. Now listen, you guys. here. Yeah. I think we're safe because they got us in this iron cage in the back of the truck here. Oh, okay. well, we had a 38 smuggled in the prison. Kennedy's up next to the driver. I think he's a trustee. But he's got that gun. And he's got a poke at the driver's ribs. Then okay. okay. things are gonna happen and happen fast. You ready? Okay, Kennedy. Stop his truck or I'll blow your head off. Come on, Kennedy. Open this cage quick. That's come on. On. That's tough. Okay, right. come on. Throw that driver in there. Get. Come on. That does Now, hold on, guys. We're going places. Come on, Kennedy. Get
2: this straight road. Hurry up. Emergency. To all state police and sheriffs, Stanley Belansky and four other convicts escaping in prison truck along Highway 7, these convicts all armed and will kill. Black all roads, black all roads. Attention all police, attention all police. Volansky and convicts who abandoned prison truck and kidnapped women and children have released victims and are now fleeing in black Buick sedan along road to Tunica. Be ready to shoot it out with fleeing convicts headed by Volansky.
3: Kennedy, look. There's lights in the road up ahead. Must be cops. We can run them down, Volansky. You guys lie down on the floor of the car. Get down. Okay. Yeah, you're gonna shoot it out with them. No cop's ever gonna take me again. I'll tell you that. Well, all right then. Here we go. Come on, come on. It. Hey, they didn't get us. Just ahead, this road left leads into the swamp. Take it. they on the I'll kill them. I'll, I'll kill them if they ever get anywhere near me. Hold on
2: now. Gonna take that turn. Look out! Look out! The tree! I can't! I can't! Look out! one
3: the car, man. The
2: cops
3: are already coming down the road. All right. Come on, fellas. Take to the swamp. It's our only chance. Come, come on. This way. Right on. Come on, man. Keep going. I uh, sure don't know how you ever found this deserted house, Vlansky. You're mighty good. Yeah, this fool is out looking for us in the swamp. Well, you and me was having ourselves a good night's sleep in this house here. The sun will be up in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, how are we going to get out of these parts? Don't <sighs> you worry about that. I got more tricks up my sleeve than these hicks down here ever dreamed of. I think we ought to get going now. I think we ought to... Hey, Belansky. What's the matter? There's a whole army surrounding the house. What? Man, dogs, has gone. is that dirty red. Yeah. Look. <laughs> Look. All right, Belansky. All right, I give up. I give up, coppers.
2: I'm through. And this time, Volansky, you're through for good. Yes, Commissioner
3: Valentine. Just three weeks ago today, Balanski was caught in that deserted house. And tonight, he's once again in the Mississippi State Penitentiary for life. This has been a very, very interesting case, Sheriff Head. Bolansky could have been a real success in life. But instead, he has nothing to look forward to except prison bars. across the Atlantic, from across the Pacific, our fathers, sons, and brothers are returning to a new America. A crime wave has followed every war, and we must not allow lawbreakers to tear down here at home the very ideals that our men have fought to preserve. Gangbusters is a Phillips H. Lord production.
0: Thanks for joining us at 1001 Radio Days. If you've enjoyed these recent episodes, please do stop and send us a review. Reviews are always appreciated.